Next next episode is gonna be surviving the military. <laughs> Come on, I'm ready to. <laughs> I mean, that's a good enough. That's a good enough tale because there's a lot of that in the military too. To be honest with you, man. Not that you like as a woman wouldn't know that, but just as a person. I'm just saying. Okay, challenge. Leave your phone unlocked and right side up. Walk out the room without throwing your bitch off balance. It's either on or off, ain't no in between when it's valid. I seem to want to talk more and more about what really matters. I've seen my aura hop out my torso and hit her backwards. Flip watching you skip down my corridor, fuck a ballot. Don't need shit on the side no more, I just know fuck a salad. I often have awesome thoughts of tossing this softer palette. So when we fall, any wall, any stall, any crawl, any pause, any scar, any tar, any dog, will dissolve, kill them all, build a bear, build them all, build it where it won't fall, give it all, give it my all, yeah. Don't wear any draws, any bra, any more, in it raw, in it raw, I'm in all, I'm involved, come in law, come in all, stomach wall, Kermit frog, jump off London fog, bridges in the midst of call, girls, my woman calls, unicorn, you my porn, porn, porn. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Will this bitch click over for me? I mean, will this woman click over for me? Over for me, over for me, exit over for me, over for me, over for me. I don't know, 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 I don't know. Is this bitch getting over on me? If I go that way, she go that with me. Should I not be so open? I mean, open, I mean, you know what I mean? Know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know, 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 I don't know. Will this bitch click over for me? I mean, will this woman click over for me? Over for me, over for me, is it over for me? Over for me, over for me. I don't know, 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 I don't know. Is this bitch getting over on me? If I go that way, she go that with me. Should I not be so open? I mean, open, I mean, you know what I mean? Know what I podcast i'm your host mark and with me i have two lovely ladies I have larissa i like to go by Lori. Lori. have Lori, and uh i was just about to call you gomez um <laughs> alex alex there we go Lori and alex so, as much as we love this song by Erica Badu, the topic we're about to cover is not as cool, Hello calm, and collective. <laughs> <laughs> so, fucking, I guess let's get into it. But, first, how are you? Y'all good? good. Yeah, I'm good. What are y'all drinking, by the way? Patron and pineapple. Patron and pineapple. Patron and pineapple. Lovely. Patron and pineapple. <laughs> All right, so look, man. Let's just get right into it. R. Kelly documentary. Um, I talked about it a little bit with uh, with Clement and Braley, but obviously we can only see it. Like, we have a limited view of things as men. So I thought it wise to bring in two women black women mm-hmm. who arguably have a heavier load to carry so well first i don't know if you guys saw but did you see on facebook how he tried to say that all, all the whole documentary and everything was put on there so he could try to make money from it and he tried to act like 
he had everything to do with mm-hmm. all the documentaries and stuff like that so he could make money. Like, he paid all the people off. He's yeah. like, I even brought my ex-wife and paid her off, too, to do it. Did you think it was weird that she still has his last name? I didn't I know if she had his last name. Yeah, she still have his last name, but she claims she's not getting any money from him, so... I don't know. But we don't know people's stories, you know? We That's don't true. know how she still feels. Because at one point, she was in love with this man. She's probably still in love with him, you know, deep down inside and just not ready to change that part of her life, even though it brings back, you know, according to her, bad memories. But Do y'all know when knows? they originally got together? Like, how long they've been together? Oh, a long time. Yes. Yeah, how old was she when they got together? She I'm was not sure. 19? Oh, so she was kind of young, too? <laughs> well, I know yeah. she started as, like, kinda. his backup dancer. Right. And they just, you know, went on from there, but I'm not sure how long they were. Oh, so together. she was probably his first love, too. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- the way the documentary was, was running, they were saying that, like, Aaliyah was his first love. But, I, I mean. Maybe. But then again, there was that weird-ass um, interview where he made it like his mom was his first love and that Mm -hmm. was weird but hey well then again i was started watching the other documentary where it it started with the sister the sister was molesting him and the brother word Mm -hmm. yes the sister like his younger brother was six and he was about 10 Mm -hmm. and she had it she was 16 and she had it where um there was three boys. She always made the older one that was closer to her age always got to go outside and play. But between Robert and Carrie, or if that's that's Carrie, yeah. yeah, between them two, they alternated days on who got to go outside and who had to stay in the house. And Carrie said that when he was in the house, based off the stuff that was happening with him, mm. it it made him open his eyes that the same thing was probably happening to his brother as well. And the difference between them two, according to that interview, was an interview with Carrie Kelly, which is R. Kelly's little brother. Um, he did an exclusive interview with some somebody that I don't really know about. But he is pretty much saying the difference between Robert and him and their experiences was Kelly didn't like being molested and raped by his sister. But he felt like R. Kelly did because at one point, he overheard R. Kelly bragging to his older brother, Bruce, like, I'm not a virgin no more. He was like, but we wasn't allowed to, like, leave the parameters of our house. So he, who would he have sex with? And he figured it was his older sister. That thing you just said strikes something with me. Because, like, like, I always hear that, um, okay, so when we think about these situations with uh, these women, that R. Kelly took advantage of um, and preyed on them being so young and things like that. It's it's always um, that's fucking horrible, right? But sick to my stomach. Yeah, for sure. Sick but then you think stomach. about the fact that the same thing happens to guys, but they don't. It exactly like it doesn't get um, approached m- the same way, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, as I'm not mo- trying to take it off of the subject no, but right you're, you're, it is on subject right. because as a mother i have a son and i have a daughter my son is older and my daughter's younger naturally i always try to protect her against men mm-hmm. i don't really like men being around her if i'm not around or you know stuff like that you you don't naturally think that something could happen to your boys you right. know that even though things do happen and a lot of the times our men stuff do happen to our black men and they either don't want to say anything or if they feel that nobody's going to believe them which the brother Carrie that was that was his circumstance he tried to reach out to his mom he didn't tell her what was going on mm-hmm. but he tried to reach out but he was so in fear that she wouldn't believe him mm-hmm. that he he never really told her but he told he told Robert R Kelly and he didn't believe him. And since his brother, he was like, my, since my own brother didn't believe me and said that I was lying or I was making up things, that he said that he wouldn't even dare to try and go tell his mom. Right. Man, um, I definitely seen, like, I definitely know people who uh, grew up um, getting taken advantage of. And then, uh, like, 
and women who told you know told their parent or told their mom and then the mom like blamed it on how she was dressed or something like that and like that's a fucking tragedy and then I know how like um, men I know men who uh, lost their virginity when they were young to mm-hmm. older women yeah. and they were almost congratulated yeah. for it as yeah. if that's not the same thing it's, Yeah, and um, I don't know I think there's so much more to talk about than just the predator yeah. who's out there women can yeah. be predators like when usually a father would you know tell his daughter you know keep keep your legs closed right but his son hey that's my boy yeah. right. you know it's always right. that double standard from when we were children up until now mm-hmm. so we as a generation have to change that with our kids right. you know because it, it goes back far far mm-hmm. beyond us to that point so what do you think really should like where do you think we start with that because obviously obviously we're gonna burn whoever the predator of the day is at the stake obviously that that's duh no no shit we gotta take it take them out but what else like because that's we have to stop acting like we need to be more transparent mm-hmm. okay. as people. Mm-hmm. We have to stop just believing. Since this is my uncle, he won't touch my kids. Mm-hmm. Right. He won't, even though he's done. Not saying that everybody in in jail are you know really bad people, mm-hmm. right. but he's done ten years for you know raping some girl out of a bar, mm-hmm. and you're gonna let him babysit your kids? That don't make no damn sense. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to be more transparent. The, you got them creepy uncles. Girl, you're getting big over there. Like, yeah. keep it to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and stop acting sure. like that's normal. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, it's okay exactly. because it's your family member. Right. I noticed, like, just barely in our generation, they stop having it where little girls can sit on people's laps. Like, mm-hmm. but I know before it used to be like, go give your uncle a hug. Go give them a hug. I go don't get make, your auntie. Yeah, give your auntie come, a kiss. come give your auntie a kiss. Like they, <laughs> in our generation, in our generation, like they just barely stopped doing that. But in the like in the generation before us, it was always like I used to see that all the time. And I feel like if you feel uncomfortable with an adult or a child feels uncomfortable with doing something, there's a reason right. behind it. And it they, shouldn't matter if your family. It or shouldn't not. matter it if should your family be. or not. It shouldn't matter if they're male or female. It, it shouldn't matter. It's just point blank. Period. If right. you, if the child don't feel comfortable, the child don't feel comfortable. You shouldn't force them to give nobody a hug, nobody a kiss, or nothing like that. Right. right. I can recall when I was a child and be like, "Go give Uncle whoever um, a hug. Go hug his neck." I'm like. First of all, right. I don't even know him like that. Right. And second, just because you know him don't mean he my family because mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. is who you grew up around. Right. It don't matter. Right. I'm not finna sit here and act like this auntie or uncle that I haven't never seen a day in my life other than like the day I was born mm-hmm. is my family because mm-hmm. I don't know them and you don't know them because they right. haven't been around. Right. You know? Right. So that we have to stop acting like just because they may share the last name that you have that they're your family. Because you can have, you know, kids who get touched early on in their life. Sometimes it can go for the good, whether they be like, okay, I'm going to make sure my kids don't have to go through something like this. Mm -hmm. Or it could go for the worse, where somebody did it to me, I'm going to do it to somebody else. You know, and that's just how things get further progress the wrong way that's mm-hmm. a good point too like what do you think um how obviously this stuff happened to r kelly right when he was younger but how much are we taking that into consideration when it comes to prosecuting him in the matter of public opinion like how much credit are we giving these people who did this to him because at the end of the day he was a victim himself but at the same point you know in time, I feel like this man is old enough to know that it's wrong. He, at the end of the day, okay, he might like what he like, but at the end of the day, he knows, like, there's no way that he doesn't think that this is wrong. He might try to justify it, right. but he's only justifying it because he know it's wrong. Right. And he know, he know he has no business doing all the stuff that he was doing. 
And I feel like, I feel like, yeah, you can take into consideration his past, but that doesn't excuse his actions. That's really important, yeah. Yeah, you have a lot of victims who are, you know, not doing crazy stuff like that and are well off, CEOs of businesses. Uh, It's a big percentage of the world who has been molested, raped, and have t- their lives have turned out a lot better. You mm-hmm. know, R. Kelly is very successful. Right. And he pretty much is bringing this upon himself because he don't have to be with these girls for money or anything. Like, it's all out of preference, and it's all out of just sick-mindedness. Yeah, it's so all about wanting that control. Right. For, for what it seems. is Like, I don't I don't even think that the fact that all every woman he was with wasn't um, a child tells you that it wasn't, um, it wasn't uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Like I think every time he chose someone who was under the age of eighteen, uh, le- like let's say making an eighteen isn't creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so any any time he chose someone who was under the age of eighteen, that was a choice. It was like a I want something to control. I want something to. But the thing about it is, uh, he wasn't even necessarily getting the girls. It was the people that worked for him. That will go get him, particularly those girls. So it that's what he wanted, but at the same point in time, he still had a choice when when the people would go and get like when he would say, Go get him some girls and then like when R. Kelly said, Get some girls, you go and get some girls. They didn't have to get, you know, a fourteen and fifteen year old. Hell no. And then even if they did and they brought them back to the hotel or the house, he did not have to engage with them in a sexual manner. He did not have to be intimate with them, and he did not have to brainwash them. And I, I just feel like that that situation just, just blows my mind. That so who do, you, who do you put responsibility on? Because I, I really don't think – I think the biggest part of responsibility is on R. Kelly, for sure. You know, there's no question about that. At the end of the day, no matter who was around him, no matter who who um, let it happen to their kids, no matter who wasn't paying attention, none of that. Like at the end of the day, the one who made the action was him. So, so obviously he had the biggest piece of the pie. But listen, when somebody commits a murder, right, and somebody was around and didn't do anything and they don't say anything, they become an accessory to right. murder. Exactly. I feel like the people that were engaged in this whole operation need to be held accountable too. Absolutely. Because they're an accessory to sagittary rape. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he shouldn't be the only one held accountable. They should, they should put out the names of, the people that worked for him, the people that was bringing out the girls, they should all get the same treatment because they was allowing this to happen. They was enabling it to happen. Yeah, they was going like, out and getting these girls. I literally find it odd that as far as the documentary goes, and for those who haven't watched it, I, I would just tell you to fucking watch it. That shit's wild. But they were interviewing people who were a part of it as mm-hmm. if they – as if they weren't a part of it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, they were just kind of like, oh, yeah, you were there. What happened? Yeah. It was like, nah, dog. Like, right. <laughs> but you should have stopped time, a lot of it. They were kind of like tiptoeing around certain things. Like, it, I think it was only one or two people who were straight up and was like, yeah, we both had sex with this little girl. Right. I was you about know? to say. And the other people were just like, well, you know, I we didn't never know. Actually saw it. I didn't know that, you know, this and that, whatever. I this ain't that a time, for a bit though. right? And he was saying like, oh, they kept us all separated, or whatever. I'm like, this house couldn't have been that damn big Mm-mm. for you to only wander around and only it be you. So, and this is a time where 14, 15 year olds look like 14, mm-hmm. 15 year olds. Right. They, they didn't mm-hmm. look like no grown ass women mm-hmm. like they do now. Mm-hmm. You knew this was a little girl. Mm-hmm. You know, they show pictures of this little girl with R. Kelly, like they, after her basketball game or right. whatever. I'm like, that looked like her damn daddy. Mm-hmm. And he was actually, this was the same girl he peed on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm this just like, gross. wow. And then he's paying these girls off and their parents are buying into it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just don't say nothing. See, that that brings up an even bigger topic for me because I think um, that dips into the Me Too movement. Because I hear, I, I start hearing all these stories about 
well, not a story, accounts of these things happening, right? To where these women, they want this shot, you know, they want to be actress, yeah. they want to be, you know, have this role or whatever, and they they are approached or propositioned by someone with power um, who can, who's a deciding factor, and then they decide to do what they mm-hmm. said for this, you know, opportunity. My question is, like, wh- where does the accountability fall on them for that? Now, granted, these these kids, I will blame the parents on that one. Because, like, I, I grew up in the hood a little bit, around the hood, and my mom, I never did sleepovers. I never did, like... If if uh, my parents had someone over, like I was in the room, like there was there was no chance for none of this shit happening, mm-hmm. and none of that happened to my mom or my dad, so it wasn't like they were just like on a whim, like oh let's just do it this way. No, like they made sure that we were safe. Mm-hmm. They didn't do everything right, but they made sure we were safe. Mm-hmm. So, like, at what point is their responsibility put on? In these situations with these kids, their parents, what, like, no one ever brought up their parents in this documentary. That was weird. I know the only parents I saw in the documentary was the ones who haven't seen their daughters in, like, years. Right. And it was only one child, one girl, who actually went home. And so the the trend I saw in the documentary was these girls were lying to their parents saying that they were going here with their friends or whatever. This one girl was like, I would spend the whole day with him, and then I'd go home at night so my mom could see me, and then I'd be right back, you know, the morning, saying I was with this friend or whatever. Well, my mom, she never gave me a reason why she said no. Sometimes I'd be like, can I go here? She'll say yes one day. I asked to go to the same place the next day. She'd be like, mm, no. I'm like, why? I just don't want you to go. You know, so it was just that weird, I guess, discipline in a way. And right. I think these girls have too much freedom from the jump. Right. Being 14, 15 years old, being gone all day. Yeah. I think my max was four hours and I was at the mall or something like that in right. a public place. And then not only that, but my I don't know about y'all parents, but my mom would call like to make sh- like sure oh, yeah. that I was there. My mom would take me she there and ta- pick me up. Yes, like, what to you make mean? sure that there was no in between. Right. You know, and I mean, my family was a little extra. Like I had that uncle who my mom would call and make sure I was there. And then next, you know, what I see my uncle there too. Like that, yeah. <laughs> or I see the car driving past the house to make sure that I was there. But. My mom would call and be like, yeah, um, Larissa wants to come over or whatever. And they, the parents would communicate. Right. And it was either the mom coming to pick me up or my mom dropping me off. Mm-hmm. Right. There was no in-between where I just And that's like literally the gone. point I'm trying to make. Because like I'm hearing all these stories about this man taking advantage of these women. Well, not women. Little girls. And nobody's saying, yeah, but... Her parents did not give a shit. Yeah. Because obviously they didn't. Like you I couldn't get away with shit in my house. Like Right. But it seems I like could get away with a little time. shit. Like smoking weed well, I could get away with. Okay, I couldn't get away with that. <laughs> no, I got but, away with it, but I was like sixteen, seventeen. So it won't even like like when I was fifteen, I was sneaking out the house. No, like I was in school and I would skip class and I would be right outside the school. Like I couldn't go to like yeah. shit was you can't can't tell me that these kids was like just doing what they just doing whatever do. the fuck they wanted. Like but even with the with the parents in the documentary, they only gave a shit when they realized, hmm, where's my child? You know? Yeah, and but it, yeah, like like what, what do you, you mean realize? Right. In the meantime, like right. sure, yeah, go, bye. Like, where's my child? My child haven't been home for what, two days now? Oh, she was with that R. Kelly and now she not, she's 18 now and don't have to come yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I think it's it's way too late two years later to be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I ain't heard from my kid. Mm-hmm. What What's happened this whole time? You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously someone like R. Kelly and R. Kelly's team, 
is looking out for stuff like that. You know, looking out for the ones who aren't being watched so closely. Looking out for the ones who, yeah. like, and I, I don't know how deep they're because fucking looking into these women at were. The, at but. the end of the day, like, everybody's situation isn't like how our situation is. Like, right. maybe the mom has a pool, like, uh, a long shift. Maybe she had to work overtime because she was the only one providing for her family. And she just thought her daughter was a good girl because I'm sure not all mm. of them was all out there wild, buck wild, doing whatever they want to. I'm sure some of them were the type of girls who never had a boyfriend, never been kissed, just wanted to have that attention that they didn't have at school. And then, you know, they got a mom who's always at work and they always at home. And then R. R Kelly wants my attention. Right. And then they just like, okay. And then the mom don't really notice because – Let's say she wasn't at home. Maybe the mom was working two, three jobs. Maybe she was always gone, but she knew the character of her daughter, and she trusted her daughter. But, even, but when is that an excuse? But even with that, though, like, some of these parents, I'm not going to say auctioning off their child, but, like, what? Who wants to see you? Like, I know, like, they're right. like, I, I want right. your, your child wants to be, like, mom, I want to be a singer. And then R. Kelly approaches her. Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, this could be your big break. Yeah. And then they're letting their child, yeah. you know. And I know one of the parents or one of the girls actually snuck off to go to a hotel with R. Kelly. And they couldn't get a hold of her or anything. So they, they're like, where are you? Like, you don't, you know you don't go anywhere without us. And so they went to the hotel, and he wouldn't let her come downstairs until, yes, uh, like, like, and then she was like, well, I was, you're ruining it. I was auditioning for him. She, and she was like, you don't go anywhere without me or your dad. Right. So some, he was very manip manipulative, and right. I feel like those girls, he knew he was getting younger yeah. girls, but even the older girls was acting stupid, too. The ones of age was mm -hmm. acting stupid, too, like that 33-year-old. And no. I'm just like maybe he just had the most strongest brainwashed power. I just don't understand. Like yeah, okay, I like some of R. Kelly's songs, mm -hmm. and I seen some of his music videos. But I was never like mm, R. Kelly. If he just <laughs> gave me the chance, she, <laughs> right. I'll go over there too. Like have you I was ever, never um, like that. Have you ever looked at any celebrity like that? Like damn, like if they. I don't care what happened. I drop everything. Like, have you ever I looked look at, at a celebrity? I look at Drake like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> my question is, like, if my little sister was like, uh, I'm trying to think of who she's a fan of. Let's say she's a fan of Drake. I used to be like, oh, little Bow Wow. Like, <laughs> little Romeo. Just don't know. Like, but, yeah. But do you think but your not parents. not grown, grown man. Right. But my thing is, if your mom, if, if little Bow Wow even had been like, hey, like, I want to take you out. And then you went to your mom like, hey, I'm about to go out with Lil Bow Wow. She'd be like, no, you're not. <laughs> exactly. She would. She'd be like, no, you're not. She Sit your ass down. R. Kelly, though, he's closer so what, to though? her. He's closer to the mom's That's age what I'm saying. That she's a fan of him. Even yeah. a bigger she, no. She's like, he can make my daughter a star. Right. And but that sounds exactly like even more of a reason thinking. to be like, absolutely not. But that's why I'm saying they were, you know, not knowingly, subconsciously auctioning off their kids. Yeah, I, I, I really yeah. can't. I really can't give them the, the like. Oh, they didn't know. No, they no, knew. No, but that's they what I'm were, saying. That yeah. dream sounded so much yeah. better. You know, when yeah. they were a part of it. Now mm -hmm. that their daughter is gone and they yeah. haven't had contact with mm -hmm. their daughter, yeah. I don't like tragedy. this anymore. Yeah. No, this is not gonna <laughs> happen anymore. And that's sad. That's sad. Yeah, that's fucking. And that's how. That's how it's going. Like. If my child was like, Mom, Drake came up to me and was like, he can make me a star. I'm like, I'm like get you. <laughs> really? Can he make me a star too? <laughs> right. And but that's you know how what? they think. Right. But a big part of that conversation would have been, because my parents, if I ever wanted to go uh, hang out with somebody, I remember my best friend, uh, Deshaun, I, they, my mom had to talk to his mom, had to talk to whoever was living there. Yeah. Had but to, that's like, had normal that, people, though. Yeah. The, but I, I really don't think it changes. Right, but I'm just telling you how these people are thinking, right. though. And that's like, the issue. But is right. that not part of the issue? That's that's definitely yeah, part that's of the, the issue. issue. But I'm just saying, like, I don't care if it's Chance the Rapper, like mm -hmm. how how holier, like how mm -hmm. God fearing he seems. Like that doesn't change the fact that 
if my little sister wanted to go out and meet him and hang out with him, my mom would be like, fucking no. Right. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's right. I'm saying this is everybody wasn't raised like us. Everybody don't think like yeah. us. And everybody's mm-hmm. not as, you know, forward thinking as us. Mm-hmm. People be like, wow, we're going to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> as soon yeah. as my daughter get this with R. Right. Kelly, we're going to be rich. And then he, he comes swoop their little ass on, be, you know, having sex with him in the studio. While their parents dropped them off at the studio, but they had bedrooms. In <laughs> and the then studio. see what's crazy is, if I had any talent to be able to sing or dance, <laughs> song, let me just put that out there. If I had any talent, and then I actually wanted to like do something with that talent as far as singing, my my parents would uh, like if a celebrity approached me or whatever. I feel like my celebrity, like my parents would let me do it. But they would be there with me. Like, they wouldn't just drop me off and you, be like, yes, all that, right, what time yeah. do I got to pick you up? Right. You know, it's not like you dropping me off at the mall or the movies. It's like, right. what time but, the movie over? And, like, and, you, and the thing about, like, crazy. having a bunch of jobs, all that stuff, I get it. I get it. I really do. Mm-hmm. But once you have a child, yeah, that's just, one of your jobs. Yeah. So you got to do that. Yeah. Like, if you don't do that, then that's the job. The most important job that you have right now. Is being a parent to your kids. Right. And that's right where you're there. failing at. Yeah. And that's on you. That's yeah. neglect. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Because <laughs> the reason sure. you have those other jobs is for the kid. What are you doing? God damn it. Oh. But I'm not going to lie. Like That shit was sad, though. I had, I had some friends in middle school and high school, mm-hmm. and I used to want to go to their house because they used to be always going to the parties. They used to always be drinking and stuff like that. Right. And I didn't know my mom like knew that stuff, but I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm going over to my friend so-and-so's house. No, you're not. And then she'd be like, oh, let me talk to her parents. And the next thing you know, she'll be like, no, you're not. You're staying in the house. <laughs> she could come here if she wants to. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a here. classic. Here. Here. That's it. But I was yeah, trying to no. go over there so I could be wild with them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And I definitely couldn't spend a night if they had an older brother yeah. or, Hell, you know, so yeah. living with them. Because yeah. like, I don't know that family. Mm-hmm. I mean, all right, so we're going we're gonna to take a little break. Take a little breather. You, you know what I'm saying? And then come back with something a little lighter. And then, you know, that way we can not be so just sad. We hope you enjoy. I think this is the song I thought I was going to play. Your train. Hold on. So it's exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> Sorry. The new America part two. All right. I'm going to play some more Erica Badu and then um, figure out how to wrap this show up. All right. <laughs> trying to get some consistency with how I'm on the show. But anyways, yeah, so just, this is Honey by Eric Badu, and just chill with that for a little bit.
And we're back. So that's the last of the of the R. Kelly we're gonna speak of, at least on the show, unless something new comes up, and then we'll bring it up. But you made a good point over this slight intermission break thing that I'm gonna be doing consistently now. I think I think I like that. But anyways, so you made a good point um, about loving the skin you're in. I think that would be a good lesson um, and wouldn't allow, like, let's say for for young girls, like, you know, being complimented shouldn't be, you know, the thing that sweeps you off your feet type of thing. And I think that confidence instilling that confidence in our women and our, in our, in our young girls and boys is a big thing. So touch on that. I just feel like as a as a kid, you know, even f- mostly fathers, I mean, both parents should tell their children how great they are, how successful they're going to be, speaking all of these things into existence. But when it comes from a father, the man in her life, mm-hmm. any kind of father figure, don't have to be her biological father, and tell her every day, you are beautiful. You do not need anybody but God and yourself or whoever they believe in or whatever. Right, right. All, all you need is a higher power in yourself, and you can make it through anything. You don't need some boy come telling you you're beautiful because I'm telling you you're beautiful. And that's how my dad used to tell me. He was like, I don't want some guy to just come in and say, oh, girl, you cute. And you'd be like, oh, really? Thank you because you got low self-esteem. Yeah. No, you already know. Thank you. I know. And go. that's exactly <laughs> yeah, how you yeah. need to keep it moving, yeah. you know, because usually – when a guy can just sweep you off your feet like that, you're very gullible, easily, you know, manipulated. And that's where all of this starts. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Yeah. I mean, she hit it right on the head because, <laughs> you know, she she just hit it right on the head. I mean, you have kids, so how are you doing that? Um, I do really the best I can as a single parent. I really do feel like my children do need that man in their life so, but you know in the meantime i play both roles and i i let them know how beautiful or how handsome they are cuz i don't want no girl trying to come and do the same thing to my hu- my my son talking about oh you you look good i want my son to have confidence too and with my daughter she don't really struggle with uh confidence she's very very confident like confident in herself it's more of my son Mm -hmm. that's not confident in himself so i feel like as a mom that's that's definitely where i step in because you know a dad's gonna be like yeah you look good boy or whatever y'all whatever men do (laughs) but as a mom i'm always like you so handsome do you know do you know you handsome? <laughs> I, I, I gas him up every chance I get so that he knows. Even if he's just wearing his little basketball shorts, I'm like, you still handsome. <laughs> you know, I'm like, your hair dusty, but, <laughs> but you still handsome. Right. You still handsome. So I, I feel like as parents, it is very imperative that you instill that confidence in them from the earliest stages you possibly can and to stay consistent with it so they don't grow up and be vulnerable to anybody and that they're confident not just in themselves but with the relationship that they have with you as their parent so that they know that if they come to you with anything that you're gonna always have their back right that's the that's the most thing i try to instill in my children that you can talk to me about anything I might be mad at you for something. For real. But I'm going to be more happy that you came to me right. and expressed my yourself. My mom definitely did. My, my Both my parents did that for me. Because, um, I, I, man, I was a lying-ass child. Like, I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I would just not say what's on my mind as much as I could, even though they would tell me all the time, like, this is because I didn't like getting in trouble mm-hmm. and I was doing the wrong things. Mm-hmm. But they would always tell me, like, like you, be honest with me. Because at the end of the day, yes, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. And I'm, I grew up with whooping parents. So, yeah, you're going to get your butt whooped. But at the end of the day, like, it's better for, you know, for your parents to whoop you mm-hmm. than for you to get shot. Mm-hmm. 
out there doing the wrong thing because mm-hmm. you ain't get taught that lesson. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, I, I think it's really important to instill that within your kids, that trust with your kids and stuff like that. Like, how do you even do that as a parent? Like, it can't be. Well, that one thing I learned, I'm not a parent, but okay. one thing I have learned is anything your child tries to tell you, no matter how old they are, you know, whether they just Google, Gaga, whatever, you listen. Mm-hmm. Any little thing, whether they said, I hurt my finger today, be like, oh, okay, well, let's take care of it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Listen to everything they tell you, mm-hmm. eat, no matter how small it is. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to the big things, you want them to do the same mm-hmm. thing. You want them to tell you. Ma, I think I like this girl or, you know, mm-hmm. this, you know, this guy came to talk to me today. You want to listen to everything they have to say. And that's how I am with my mom. There is nothing I wouldn't talk to, talk to my mom about. Mm-hmm. Even my dad, like, there is nothing I wouldn't talk to them about because they listen to everything I had to say. Yeah. And I, I do that with my son. My son is the biggest tattletale I ever <laughs> in my life. Love. And I, I be wanting to tell him, dang, stop. Stop telling. <laughs> but I always think about later, like, when they get into school, if my daughter is doing something bad at school and I don't know about it, I know he's going to tell. Mm. So, like, I'll tell my friends, like, oh, my son, he he tell too much. Snitches <laughs> get snitches. <laughs> <laughs> but I try my hardest not to say that to him because I want him to tell me everything. And he will tell it all. He'll talk my head off about the smallest thing forever. And I'll be like, for real? I just I actively engage because... If I set that communication off jump, it's going to always be there. I feel like it'll always be there because he knows, like, my mom always going to listen to me. I don't be talking about nothing, but she'll sit there and she'll listen. Right. right. So, yep, and I always tell him, I said, yeah, if you, because he, he'll tell me, if I ask him a question, he know he did something bad, he always be like, are you going to whoop me? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm going to be real I with said, you. I said, Absolutely. I said, <laughs> you, you will get popped. But it will be a lot worse if you didn't tell me and I had to find out or if you lied to me. Mm-hmm. I said, so, and he'd be like, how much worse? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, if you tell me, it's like one pop. But if you lie to me or I have to find out something, it's like five pops. <laughs> and then he'd be like, Damn. okay, so uh, at school today. <laughs> <laughs> five pops. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, one well, five. <laughs> like, oh man, that's what's up, man. Um, five, cause he's five years old. I put that as oh head. word. So five. So that's how that's how you engage it. Yeah, five. Oh dear, <laughs> five. <laughs> oh, your sixth birthday, and you just fucked up. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> All right. Well, as we wrap this up, um, you are a writer. Tell me about that a little bit. Tell. Do you do you have stuff out? Do you have stuff that you Put yeah. out. I'm not asking you to put out something. Yeah. Like, tell me something right um, now. But I'm I do. Out. I do have poems uh, published. I have one. Um, I have won some cons. Um, some writing contests. Mm-hmm. I have two books published. What? Yes. What the hell? You didn't <laughs> tell have, me none of that. I don't even know that. And I hang out with this girl every day. <laughs> I have. See, um, look, the podcast I, I doing do good things. Sh- I do love to share my work. I just, I'm Except real, I'm it. sensitive <laughs> about my shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't be sharing it. You be staring at people while they reading? You're like, what you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually will have to like turn like kind of yeah. like half right face. Yeah. Not looking them directly and I... But yeah, and um, I usually like read at certain events, like when friends would get promoted or you know reenlistment stuff like that. But I something that I've never done and I always wanted to do was spoken word, and I always tell myself I'm gonna do it, and then I always psych myself out and I don't. But I know if I get on that stage. Uh, I'll really like blossom into something even greater than what I already. Yeah, we gotta start getting you but, on spoken word tip then. But, but I do write all the time, especially lately, cause I've been in my in my emotions. No, so real yeah. shit. Like I started writing. Um, like I'm not gonna ever claim to be some type of rapper or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I used to do uh like spoken word type poetry over beats type stuff when Mm -hmm. I was in church right Mm -hmm. with a group of people who were doing them and then like I stopped going to church and then um but my brother he does a lot of rapping 
good stuff. And then like some of my friends do rapping. Okay, so Swami, shout out to him, shout out to 30, shout out to Rob Winter. Uh, like I know a lot of people, but mm-hmm. like, so they're all doing music. So every once in a while I'll do something with them. And like lately it's just been like, ah, oh, shit, like I can just kind of write to something now. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. First of all, you got to tell us where we can find your stuff. And second, we got to get you, find you some spoken word places while we out here. Oh, I'm looking. Because, <laughs> I mean, especially, like, while you're out here, you don't live here. Yeah. So, push comes to shove, you can fuck it up. I'm and not, you can go, I have, you can go I, back home. I have <laughs> no uh, indication that I'll fuck it up. If anything, I'll probably so be like, I'll probably get off the stage like, dang, who was that? That, <laughs> was, that wasn't Larissa. That was Lori up there. Oh, shit. Like, <laughs> But, so so where's the invite? Like what the fuck? Well, what invite for what? For the, for the spoken word, like like we gotta get you on there. Um, we just gotta find a place, a time that well, accommodating. Alex is finding a place. Don't you worry. But now what we gonna where, where can we find your stuff? Like what books? Um, we gotta find the books. We gotta find all that. I'm just recently actually started recollecting my stuff because at that time in my life I was putting it out there for therapeutic purposes Mm -hmm. as well as you know to try to win like money and stuff like that because i know that i'm really gifted i've been writing my whole entire life i definitely think it's important for you to do it for you first yeah and so uh the one of the books that i have i only have one copy and it's called when the mind speaks i don't know exactly where to find it but (laughs) When I, mean, I do, if you I'll have the only you. copy. You no, no, no. I I have only one copy. There's oh, okay. more copies, oh, okay. but I only have one copy. I'm sorry. When, when the mind when speaks. When the mind speaks, or Is where the or where the mind dwells. No, it's actually not. And then um, who is it by? Like when you when you write your who who your pseudonym or. I I just submit them into contests and I just I just win and they put publishing in their books but I have not I've been trying to look into Mm self-publishing and it's just harder because being a a black woman my dialogue and my dialect is different than people of other ethnicities 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 so (laughs) so it's it's harder to get things published I have to find like somebody that's familiar with the way I speak. So okay, now I hear that. And uh, so where can we find your stuff? Like, who do we look up if we're trying to find the stuff that you wrote or something? Like, what do people look up to find your shit? Is what I'm asking. Uh, I don't know. Nobody's ever asked me that question, mm-hmm. but I will get back to you. But all right. Yeah, I'm still collecting my stuff, so I'm still looking for my own stuff. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. But yeah, anything you want to shout out, let us know about, mm. nothing like that. If Drake ever want to hit me up, <laughs> <laughs> just you know where to find me. If Drake want to say, I'll let you, girl. Uh, underscore Jelly Not Jam on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> jelly Not Jam. Is uh, underscore said? Jelly Not Jam. Oh my gosh. Underscore Jelly Not Jam. He about to look at you. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm looking up. I'm trying to uh, find something for it to go out on. But that's cool. So Jelly Not Jam on Instagram. <laughs> underscore. underscore. Okay. Yeah, right. Don't, don't forget be, the... you know, Don't be distracted by that man on my page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a great guy, though. I'll give him yeah, that. Right, he's a great know, guy. I already let him know what was up. <laughs> if you ever hit me Look, up. If it's, if it's Drake, you got to chill out. If That's it's a like champagne poppy, you got to yeah. back off. <laughs> you got to back off, homie. I'll be right, for yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, shit. I definitely appreciate y'all for joining the show. And um, all that good stuff. I mean, we started with Erica Badu, so obviously we're going to stick with Erica Badu. Um, so look out for, I don't know, Lori Hodges, L. Hodges, Lori H., Larissa Hodges, L. H., C. Lori, L. Dog, C. Lori. Look out for that. She going to get me the actual um, places we can look. Um, underscore Jelly Dot Jam. <laughs> I know, Drake, you don't listen to this podcast, but if you do, man. If you do. If you do. <laughs> underscore yeah. Jelly Not Jam. Seems like she's 
Hey, chill out. Chill out, chill out. I'm of know. age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, everybody, stop listening to R. Kelly, man. Stop playing Step in the Name of Love. Ain't none, ain't none of that. No matter how hard it is. <laughs> no, it is hard. It's a, hard. Do, Look, do, 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 are we do, just, none of that. Are we just boycotting his future music? No, all his shit. I swear. On his past. I, we never, gotta, we gotta I forgot him. R. Kelly existed till all this happened again. And, and now then, I'm listening to his music. Oh, that was a jam. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. It's remixed to Ignition. I'll be like. All that shit's done. I'll be like, this man's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Every time you listen, alleged, like, alleged. No matter how much, but you have to say it. you have a podcast. You have Fair to stick enough. with the legal, the legalness of it. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, he's never been convicted of anything. But you know what? That being said, if enough people accuse you of something, I'm a, I'm a back off anyway. I mean, I'm not saying he ain't do it, but <laughs> he, and he ain't did no jail time yet. Yeah, well. We're going to think about Erica Badu now. I appreciate y'all for coming on the show. Um, I'll send you the link so you can check it out, share it. If you don't share it, like, Braley, I'll be mad. <laughs> I still got a bone to pick with him. I'm like, yo, every day I'll be like, yo, you ain't share it yet, man. Because I ain't getting a tag. Like, what's up? You got followers and shit, bro. What you doing? He's like, oh, yeah, I got you. Bro. Come on, man. But anyways. Oh, watch out now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Um... The email hasn't changed. Marcoprojects at gmail.com. The Twitter hasn't changed. I shoot pics and shit. Uh, yeah. Fucking see you next week, man.